again, everybody, thank you for joining us today. This is episode nine of the Ask LFC podcast. I am Harrison Gilming, uh, worship arts director here at Lake Forest Church Huntersville. I'm sitting here with Mike Moses, uh, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, Lake Forest Church Huntersville. It's great to be with you all today and you as well, Harrison. Good to see you. Yes, it is. Thank you guys for joining us once again. We have you know, as as we're on episode nine of this thing, and as time has gone by, we've, you know, every th- three weeks or so, we sit down and say, how's this podcast thing going? And it's been really neat to hear from a lot of you guys who listen to it, who have reached out to both uh, Mike and I and commented on what you've been hearing or have been uh, thankful for doing this. So we have, uh, we've enjoyed that. And every time we thought about it, we say, yeah, we can keep this thing yeah, going. It's, it's, uh, unique to this time it's been a way to be a little bit more connected uh for us for me uh, i want to connect in every way possible with our our tribe and and for those of you who desire that so that's been a good thing harrison Mm -hmm. an interesting fact so run up to easter and we realize we're not all coming back on sunday morning immediately after easter and so we're like, we should probably rethink our sermon series as something that's relevant to this time. Yep. And what did we actually decide? We looked up and our sermon right. series was... We stayed on the exact same thing we had already planned, which was... Perfectly relevant. Pretty cool. It's, uh, it is a series uh, all about the fruit of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. And we're looking, we're going... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That sounds good. We could and, use that. And the need to strengthen our relationship with the Holy Spirit, who is God-made personal, God-made powerful, uh, God-made comforter to us. So that was kind of cool that we had planned that uh, eight months ago, I think. Yeah, and it's 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 always something that our church has responded positively to True. and let us know that they enjoy when we talk about it, because really... True. The, the least clear part of who God is for us as, as Christians is, is pretty notably the Holy Spirit. We, we can grasp God the Father who has made everything that we see, and we can grasp Christ the Son who is God and man, and then it gets to the, the Holy Ghost, so Harrison, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and uh, what's our? Uh, why don't you let everyone know our agenda so they know where we're heading? Yeah, sure. So first off, uh, again, the main reason we started this podcast as it initially began was to interact with some of what we're doing on Sunday mornings. So that's how we're going to begin: is we're going to talk a little bit uh, and follow up on Sunday as we did kind of an introduction to who the Holy Spirit is. So we're going to camp out there for a couple minutes and then uh we are going to bring in a couple of mm-hmm. guests for a couple of quick hits today to speak a little bit about uh what it means to connect with other people during this season that we're in right now we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get there but uh so that's our that's our two things for today so number number one mike on sunday you talked about the holy spirit and who the spirit is and what the spirit does in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the, the starting question would be on our ask LFC episode nine is, uh, as you think about what the Holy spirit does, what is, what is a, a part of who he is and what he does in our lives that it feels like people have misunderstood or have had a mm-hmm. hard time grasping. Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, uh, 
the most tangible aspect that we're able to sort of get our hands around. And so people in the church are used to in membership classes or uh, when you become a Christian or sometimes in sermon series, when it comes to, hey, how am I going to plug in and serve in my church to help other people grow spiritually? We connect that to spiritual gifts. That ends up feeling like the most tangible, for most Christians, I think, tangible aspect of the Holy Spirit. Oh, there's this thing, there are these, yeah, I've got natural gifts and talents, but the New Testament promises and, and assures us that there are spiritual gifts that sometimes are completely consonant with natural talents and abilities and sometimes completely different with. But but they're they're specific and they're supernatural and they're to they're to the spirit work through me or you to help build up or the New Testament word is edify hmm. the group of believers. And so that's probably the most tangible. But when you start talking about gifts of the spirit in most churches, we we deal with one there's a question that comes up. And it was a, a, a really, when I was a, a younger guy, this was this big battle almost within American Christianity. Our tongues, the gift of tongues, which is talked about in the New Testament, speaking in other languages that you don't understand, but somehow the Spirit is, is saying some stuff mm-hmm. to you or other people through it, or just lifting your spirit up in prayer. Um, is that valid for today? Uh, and that's a subset to the larger question, are the more like supernatural gifts. There's some gifts like uh, healing, word of knowledge, a mm-hmm. um, couple of gifts like that that are this list. When we give spiritual gifts tests here at Lake Forest, we're usually testing for the less supernatural ones that, that are the more normally operative and people can get. So that question was, uh, and what's interesting is, Harrison, I, tell me if you agree, that question of, hey, should Christians, all Christians speak in tongues or no Christians speak in tongues or just a few, feels like less of a battle or a big deal in today's American church. Would you, do you agree with that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to a, a Christian university. Mm-hmm. I, I, I studied biblical studies and was in a lot of, you know, classes with people that think way more about this than okay. 99% of people that will be okay. listening to this right now. And that was my, that okay. was my major takeaway as it came to a lot of this stuff is man, it, this, this feels like a, uh, you, we talk about in, uh, in the, in our denomination, the evangelical Presbyterian church, there's some things that are not essential. They're not the make or break yeah. things that like, well, yeah. if you don't believe that, then you're really missing, you know, yeah. so I agree. And honestly, the generation before me and the beginning of my generation were tempted to argue that your view on every little thing, including mm-hmm. are the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit still operative today yeah. and judge one another. That's really lessened. Even in our local Lake Norman area pastors fellowship, we've got really different views on that, on mm-hmm. women in leadership. And yet, man, we pull together for mission. We love one another. We pray for one another as pastors. Um, so that's super encouraging, but because it's not, it's not controversial, it might mean that you could attend Lake Forest Church or other churches and never hear anything about it and be uninstructed. And so when you read the Bible, you're like, well, that's, I don't, how, how do I get my hands around that? So quick hit. Okay. Let's do Can it. I do a quick hit on this. Let's do it. I'm, I'm on, I'm, I'm listening eagerly right now. Oh, don't be too eager. <laughs> um, this, uh, this is just center cut basic stuff, but, um, uh, 
center cut, <clears throat> the Apostle Paul in particular, two or three different times in the New Testament, he gives these lists of spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, there, every list that he lists out are different every time. So number one, I think that leads us, and, and most biblical scholars would say, the, the New Testament is not intending for the lists in the New Testament to be exhaustive, um, although they are normative. So we use those lists as normative, but we don't say there's, there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, in our denomination, and my contention, and the majority Christian opinion, is that there is nothing in the Bible in the New Testament to suggest that the more supernatural gifts have ceased while the, and, and they died with the apostolic generation, and all the other gifts remain operative. My church that I grew up in taught that. When I got to college and seminary and examined their biblical case for that, there basically wasn't one. It was a philosophical view, not it's just not in the Bible yeah. <laughs> at all. The verse mm-hmm. mainly given uh, is in the love passage read at marriage ceremonies, and it's non it, it's a non sequitur. To get that, the yeah. so so our denomination, we do not believe so so cessationism is to believe that the supernatural gifts of the spirit have ceased. Non-cessationists is what we are. We believe they're still operative, and I know some people with with some of the more supernatural gifts. Now we don't we don't emphasize those at our church for various reasons. Now, quick story, and <clears throat> Paul says uh, a number of times about the gifts. Gifts. One particular passage, I believe it's the Romans one. He says, now, some have the gift of giving. Some have the gift of administration. Some have, if you have the gift of generosity, you should be generous. If you have the gift of servanthood, you should serve. In other words, one has one gift, one has another. All gifts aren't for every believer. That That's just, duh, mm-hmm. kind of a duh factor. Yeah. Um, and that's where the, the argument, every believer should speak in tongues or they're not really a Christian, really falls apart for me. Because it's plainly listed as a, a spiritual gift. I'm not going to do their argument uh, justification. I don't want to spend the time on it. But it's plainly listed as one of these spiritual gifts. It's clear that Paul says every gift is not for every believer. You've got some. Um, but when I was in college, this was a hot issue. And there were a bunch of charismatic believers in my fellowship. And they were like, they were hot on it. Oh, no, 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 no. Mike Moses, you are missing out on a bunch of what God has for you. You need the gift of tongues. And I was like, I don't think that's right. But but I was newly open to like, these people love Jesus and they do have some of these gifts. So maybe what I was taught was wrong that the gifts have ceased. So then I was like, do I need to go all the way? And everybody should have tongues. Okay, so Harrison, don't laugh at me. I promise you won't laugh. I, I'm, I already just laughed, so I can't promise Okay, that. I decided, okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I don't, in your word, I don't think everybody's supposed to have the gift of tongues, but if they are, all these people that I trust say that that it is i want i don't want to leave anything on the table that you would offer me um and so (laughs) so i spent a day and a half praying myself up is the only way to say it i decided well if unconfessed sin is the block i journaled out every possible (laughs) sin from my starting in my childhood that maybe i hadn't confessed up to that moment i was a sophomore in college (laughs) i did that I, I eagerly, you know, told the Holy Spirit my desire for the gift of tongues, if it's if that's what the Spirit has for me. And then all my charismatic friends invited me over to this one guy's dorm room on a Saturday afternoon. I remember it. It was a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I walked right past the football game that was getting started because I was 
being too spiritually minded for mm, that at yeah, the time. Yeah. And um, not today. And <clears throat> went into that room, and man, they commenced to praying on me. Hands were laid on me. They were pressing down. People got going. It was fervent. It was sweaty. It was wide open. And, and people were praying in tongues over me. And that's genuine. Those were their genuine spiritual gifts. Yep. And they wanted it for me. I, I was sort of a, a leader in our spiritual fellowship at a you know at that age, and I think some of them really wanted to see our whole fellowship turn that direction. And so it was a wonderful experience. I felt refreshed in the Holy Spirit. I felt loved by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit did not give me the gift of tongues. And later on, I saw this scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, Paul has talked about all this. And then he says, now, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. So I felt verified that I'm in love relationship with these Christians who we can agree to disagree about which gifts of the Spirit. Yep. And then it said, he says, eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. It wasn't a bad thing for me to desire that gift. And then here's the kicker. That applies to me personally. It says, especially desire the gift of prophecy. And prophecy is synonymous much of the time in the New Testament with preaching, teaching, sort of the proclamation. What Bible scholars call it is prophecy is most normally in the New Testament forth-telling what God has already said in God's Word, the gospel, not foretelling stuff God hasn't revealed yet. Yeah, um, And that's the gift. One of the gifts God, the Spirit has given me, and I cherish that gift. I get to foretell what's in God's Word. I did about the Holy Spirit last week. I'm really looking forward to it this week. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Harrison, thank you for not laughing too much. No, no, no. I think that's I that's that's really cool, and I think one of the things that's, that's really neat, um, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know, Mike, but one of the... Uh, there's a, a theologian named N.T. Wright, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I've really enjoyed, I haven't gotten into a lot of his thinking, but but one thing that he's really strong on is a little bit around the edges of what you're just talking about, which is there's like this really neat thing that happens where forthtelling, you're, you're kind of like, you're kind of like pulling the kingdom of God like into yeah. the moment by, by, by saying when we live this way, we become God's kingdom and then we do it and it happens because that's been promised. Like when you do this, we see God's kingdom around us and then you say it and then we live it and then it, it, it happens. Harrison, I was experiencing that. It's funny you should name that. I didn't, when I was practicing and writing last Sunday's sermon about introducing the Holy Spirit, I didn't feel like it would be a very emotional sermon. When I got to actually forth telling the truth about the Holy Spirit being God personally, a friend, and that personal presence, I experienced it at that moment. And those are the moments I have to pause. Yeah. But I had that glimpse of the kingdom. That's really helpful for you to say it that way, Harrison. And I, I heard from some of you who did experience your own glimpse of the kingdom through the Holy Spirit, even during our worship service Sunday. And thank you for bearing witness to that. It's going to be really cool as we move ahead and... and unfold more of these things and look at um there's a little bit of the foretelling even that happens as 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 we uh as we desire these fruits of the spirit are listed and it's kind of like uh okay well 
God, are you going to make me a person that has goodness? <laughs> yeah. Do I try harder to be a person yeah. of goodness? And it's kind of like, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, you desire it. And the spirit starts to work it in you. Harrison, I'll have to just baldly acknowledge that's a paradox that we will deal with through this whole series. Can't but wait. Why don't we get to, um, uh, oh man, quality connection. And I, and I'm going to say in the context of discipleship, not just connection. Hey, what's because we need friendship connection, but I'm going to talk about, I'd like for us to kind of call it with the purpose of discipling people. Um, and just kind of set this up. Harrison, you reminded me of a moment in staff meeting just Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, um, we've been able to connect as our Huntersville staff team every Monday, uh, which is, which is not actually normally our regular rhythm is no. to meet once a month all mm-hmm. in, in person if this was not happening. But, um, Mike and, and, uh, some of our kind of leadership team on our campus were like, you know, we should, we should probably be now that we can't just sit yeah. down and walk past someone's office for two, two minutes and say, Hey, here's what's going on. We've been connecting more often. And, and in the middle of that, this last week, uh, Mike asked our staff at Huntersville, we had, I mean, there's, there's a good chunk of us. There were yeah, 25, yeah, 20 like something people yeah. on the, on the call and just said, Hey, um, what's happening right now in your area of ministry or something that you're overseeing where, uh, you're helping to engage and connect with people in a unique way that, that has to do with the, and man, story, 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 <laughs> yeah. story. There's, there's uh women meeting at online Oasis and there's like 70 something people and there's community groups and there's remix stuff happening. It's like, uh, it's I so just, cool. Harrison, you, you guys saw me on zoom and you know how I get, I just was illuminated. I mean, <laughs> I was, uh, wanting to stand up in my home study, uh, except then you would have been looking at my belly button on the frame. I got, I, I was just so, um, energized and, and challenged and encouraged and admiring of the creativity and the ministry innovation of our staff but really pursuing the value of person, people need to not connect less. We need to connect more, and we need more of God's word in connection with God's people. So we thought we would uh, ask a couple of people who we see as experts, burgeoning experts because of how well they're doing at it, uh, and we bring them in as a guest one at a time. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna begin first uh, with Daryl Leip, who is. Even without all this stuff, he's he's absolutely like a superstar at at connecting people with it with an age group yeah. uh, that started off. You know, it's it's not always a strength in churches of this kind of there's this there's this transition point at the end of elementary when kids are getting ready for middle school that they're man, they're too big for that little kid stuff yeah, now. Fourth and fifth graders specifically tend to uh, for our whole 21 years as a church and every other church we talk to, they start to go. This little kid stuff, mom and dad. Really, I have to keep going to Kidtropolis. And uh, Kelly Olmstead, our Kidtropolis director, Daryl Leip, our elder, who cares a lot about the the preteen and teen age group, and has been a youth group leader here. They crafted together. Uh, is Daryl on yet? Oh no, Cause, I'm cause, go ahead and buzz him. Let's why don't you go ahead and buzz him? Because yeah. we'd love for him to hear the introduction. That sounds good, friends. Well, they crafted. They crafted. Dot, dot, dot. They crafted. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey Daryl. How's it going? Hey, going well. Hey, Daryl, th- we were just telling our friends that you and Kelly Olmstead 
so, uh, in, in order to solve a perennial discipleship problem at the, at the preteen age, you crafted Club 54, and it started when? It started in August, right? Yeah, September, August, first of year, first wow. school year. And, and give us a quick headline. What is, what's the point of Club 54, and what's the, um, how are you doing it? Yeah, so Club 54, is, like I said, is a ministry for our fourth and fifth graders. And we wanted, we saw last year, or have seen, that especially in the fifth grade, they kind of start checking out in the box. Because we have, in the box, we had the lower, you know, second grade, third grade with them. And it's hard to reach that broader age range. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to be a little bit more focused just on that age group. So we pulled them out into Club 54 so we can focus on them. Uh, the program's a little bit more geared toward their age. Yeah. And then we uh, do small groups with a little bit smaller groups than in the Club 54. You know, that's one of the – there are, are uh, uh, econ- uh, economies of scale that a larger church can take advantage of, and one of them is, is being even more targeted in our discipleship for an age range. Yes. Uh, and Daryl, we're thankful you and, and others, Amanda Zeezer, our key leader. There's a lot of key leaders. What has the—by the way, Daryl Leip has been an elder here. He was elected elder here a long time ago. He's been an elder for a long time, and, and he has led our personnel team, our HR team, and a number of things, been a youth leader. But he's also, by day, um, he has a career as an executive in uh, uh, project management at Duke Energy, and he's a kicktail corporate leader. Woo. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not sure executive is the right title. I'm just an IT manager. Let's say that. All right. Well, you can undersell yourself all you want. <laughs> uh, but when it's time to project manage stuff here around Lake Forest, they push me out of the way and they put Daryl in charge of project management because uh, I'll just mess around. So what's the response? what was the response of kids and families when you guys brought this out? When we started Club 54? Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very, very positive. Uh, we see, I think we have more participation now. We average, we probably on Sundays, we probably average between 55 to 60 kids in two services. And just in that, just in the fourth and fifth grade, you know, age group. And probably active, we probably have around 89 kids. Oh in my the gosh, program. 90 yeah. of them. And there's no way all of those were active that much. When it when no. they're in the box with the little kids, no, I definitely don't. I don't believe so. So we're not going back, right? We're not going back. We're going forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's fast. Speaking of forward, let's fast forward. And, and Harrison's idea was, we just uh, number one in staff meeting this week, uh, we heard that oh my gosh, Club Fifty Four didn't just say hey, sorry kids, we're not gathering in person on Sunday morning. You put the pedal to the metal in creativity. So one example was. There are nine small groups meeting weekly around biblical content and engagement with mentoring leaders. What's cool is these kids are not just engaging with content. They've got these neat uh, Christian mentors who are now a mentor leader in their life as they prepare to launch into middle school, a challenging time. That's just so creative. So our questions we're asking you, Daryl, what are you learning about? quality connection during this time of distancing that can still further the goals of discipleship and in the image of Jesus. Yeah, it's been amazing. We have amazing volunteers with Club 54. And like you said, we launched um, 
we, we're looking at ways, hey, how do we continue, you know, during this time? And we thought, hey, why don't we do small groups uh, with the kids? So we started um, the small groups. We now have nine. Because didn't, didn't you try one big meeting with all like 50 to 90 of them, and it was just redonkulous, <laughs> everybody talking <laughs> over one another? We didn't really try. They, they gave me a birthday surprise with a oh, lot of kids on there, okay, and okay. I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. I interrupted. My bad. My bad. All right, that's all right. So yeah, so we started. So we have nine groups now. We got about forty. We have forty-five kids involved in those nine groups. So uh, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting uh, kind of a you know you don't know if something's going to work unless you try it. And Amen. So so we tried it and it's been great. Hmm. Um, like I say, we have great leaders. Each group has about five, six kids in it. And I tell you, it's been uh, an amazing experience to just, for one thing, you can really focus on them yeah. and kind of see where they're at in this. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we create, we try to be as creative as we can. We can play, we play games. Um, we talk about the video that they watch ahead of time that kind of has the Bible story. And ah, then we dig okay. into that and what that meant, you know, what that story meant to them. Um, and this is good one. So this month is actually all about putting others first. So how do we do that during this time? And and then check them in the weekly to see how that's going with them. So Daryl, yeah. that's outstanding as a focus. Would ha, could you give us a snapshot of how are, are you seeing a fourth or fifth grader actually really engaging with that biblical material, that biblical imperative, and applying it to the challenges of their life today? Yeah, can we ask them? Say, um, you know, how do you applying that? You know, in this situation, what are you doing different? You know, what what does this time give you a chance to do that you have not done previously? I love the answer one one of the boys gave me was that, yeah, I've learned how to talk to my sister. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. I can but, tell you with a ho- I can tell you with a house full of kids right now. That is a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't you wish one of your kids was in Club Fifty Four? They're close, not yet. Yeah, man. Oh man, yeah. Daryl, I um, are there any uh, are there any just words of wisdom that you would have as you interact with, uh, as you interact with some of these fourth and fifth grade age kids as you look at some of the challenges that they're facing during this? What what can what can uh, those of us who have a child around that age, how can how can we engage with our kids? Maybe that's a little bit different in this, as you've seen the ways that they're struggling or they're reacting with this. Is there, is there any advice you'd have for parents to say, man, keep an eye on this aspect of this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to remember that they're also stressed during this time. So it's not just a stressful time for us as adults. It's also stressful for them in the sense that, hey, they're not – you know, they're not able to see their friends, their interactions. You know, they're actually, you know, they're actually ready to go back to school. So that tells you. And they're ready and they don't want to play video games anymore. So they are getting, you know, bored as well. So I, I would say just for parents to keep them, you know, keep them active. Find the ways to do things that you haven't really done, you know, maybe in the previously. I mean, for me, I know if I focus on what I can't do, that's pretty depressing. But focus on what you can do and what that might look like. Uh, it could be writing. You know, I was thinking, how many of us have received, what's, what's the last time you've received a postcard written from somebody? I mean, it's probably been forever for some people. Yeah. For me, it's, that's true. Yeah. But how about taking time and writing a postcard to someone, whether it's family members, a friend, 
mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. someone you know. Just you know, spend some time, mm-hmm. quality time. Maybe do that as a family project. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. That's really good, Daryl. Thank you. And and that's a that's always been a ministry strength of yours. Uh, some of you will know that my son Austin was favored by God. That when he came into Remix, Daryl just happened to become the leader of that age group and walked them all through middle and high school. That's what a lot of our Remix leaders do is walk. Yeah. They, they will start with a grade and go all the way through, which is powerful disciple-making. And I would see those postcards come from you, Daryl, to Austin, encouraging him as he was just, you know, pimple-faced eighth <laughs> grader trying to make it through life. And here's this great mentor, Daryl, sending him encouragement and telling him how much God loves him. I'm forever grateful for that, bro. You're welcome. Daryl, thank you for uh, jumping in with us today. We really appreciate all you're doing and, and taking a couple minutes to to uh, speak to us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Bye, Daryl. See you, Daryl. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, friends. He's a good dude. He's a good <laughs> dude. Um, I love our church and the people in it. Uh, we are now going to have, bring in a second guest expert on, uh, if you want to go ahead and push dial. All right. Dot, 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 our second expert in... Hello. Hey, this is Cammie Howard, who is our second expert, burgeoning expert because of her uh, fast innovation in how to connect with people during uh, a time like this of distancing for the purpose of encouragement and even discipleship. That's our introduction of you. How, how are you today, Cammie Howard? I'm good. I'm sitting outside on the 50th beautiful spring day, so oh I'll take goodness. it. Yes. <laughs> if we're, if it's going to be Groundhog Day every day, it might as well be this weather. Um, you are not kidding. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, Cammy, what is your actual, what is your title of what you do as your job? So I am minister over women and youth and also do some um, so pastoral care um, and just meeting with people and caring for folks and discipling. So it's a little, it's a hodgepodge, a little bit of everything. Yeah, except you're... I'm not, I'm not the worship leader. <laughs> not yet. Cammie has, yeah, uh, right. has been our staff for some time after she and her family worshiping here and leading here. And now she's been on, we recognized her obvious gifting. She's been on staff. And then in the last year or two, Cammie, it was fun to kind of work together and see the needs of our growing church and the development of your giftedness into a, a true minister to the flock. And so Cami functions as much as a minister to the whole flock as, as any of us. And and that's what we want to talk to you about today. Uh, Harrison, you want to? Um... Yeah, sure, Cami. So the first thing we wanted to ask is, as you've been continuing to connect with people, what is what has just your overall sense been of kind of people's need to connect during all this and, and why they're feeling like they want to stay engaged with, with people? Well, I think um, that's a great question because I think for the first time in our history, we're experiencing something where it is obviously hard to connect with people and we're being told you know, to not do that in some ways, to keep our distance relationally. So we have had to be creative. Every one of us has had to be creative in this. And I think as I think about it, that we are made, all of us are made for relationship, for relationship with God and relationship with one another. And I've heard 
from people, introverts, extroverts, all people that they've struggled with this, which I found interesting. I thought this would be an introvert's, um, you know, best day ever or best months ever, I guess we'll say now. Yeah. Um, And I think it's just natural that we're made for relationships. I'm an extreme extrovert. And when this started, I thought, you know, by week two, I will be in a fetal position in the corner of my house because of not being with people. The fact that we've never known anything like this before, um, relationally, I mean, it's just, it's just odd. Like I remember going on a walk and seeing, you know, people in my neighborhood and I would have to go from the sidewalk to the road as I see them coming. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, could I feel any ruder? Like, this is so bizarre. Yeah. Um, And I think too, like, when I remember going to the grocery store the first time and I was like, this is like the most eerie thing. Yeah. Looking at the, you know, looking at the sections that were empty, um, just feeling weird being near anybody. Hey, I'm like, hey, I want those grapes. Come on, get back. Six feet. And Um, actually, for this period of time, you're right. It's actually loving to move out of the way when you mm -hmm. see someone. That's right. Uh, And and then we're going to have to all flip that switch back over. Once this is completely solved uh, and we figure that out, Cammy, y- you in particular, uh, it's been fun to hear you every staff every week and staff tell stories of different ways that you have uh, found to take initiative. Um, people need more connection, not less, with fellow Christians at this time. People need more engagement with God's word, not less, at this time. You found some creative ways to do that. Not all of them a, a Bible study or whatever. Would you tell us a couple of the effective, because we're, we're, part of this is we hope that our listeners are encouraged with some ideas for themselves of how to connect in a way that helps even with their own uh, growth in discipleship during this time or helps others in that way. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, for me, after week one, it was clear that without people interaction of some sort, that that emotions um, for not only me, but for other people were beginning to have a little bit more of a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. So immediately it was, okay, how, how can we get creative during this time? How can we initiate? And, you know, one of the first ideas I know that, that God gave it to me was, um, was dropping off coffees at people's houses. Um, I did like a little drawing in women's ministry. So what's been fun with that? I mean, literally it's drop and go. So, I mean, I, I have my hand sanitizer, I put it down, I step back, get towards my car. Thank you for that um, detail. Yes, it's, it's very, uh, very careful about that. You told but, us at staff meeting a striking uh, interaction you had with one woman in particular, I think. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in those first uh, couple weeks, especially, I remember just standing back, um, standing on a sidewalk, talking to someone um, while she was at the top of her porch and just sharing how hard it is uh, being single during this time and just just listening to that. I mean, we're we're all struggling in different ways, um, single or not or married with kids. But just hearing that struggle that it is Groundhog's Day. It's every day is the same. So you get to a weekend, especially if you're working, 
if you're single, you get to a weekend and you can't just go out with your friends. So I had an opportunity not just to listen to that, but to pray with her. Um, and I said, this is by, this is the first experience I've had praying for someone um, that I'm seeing in person, but I'm, you know, 12 feet away from. <laughs> so, so you were but shouting. I just, yes, yes. But I was just so thankful for that for that opportunity. And I feel like that's what God is giving us. He's giving us opportunities to care for, to reach out, to love one another um, in, in more creative ways than we've ever had to do. Um, I think also just checking in on people has been, um, you know, I mean, I had, I remember the, the first week or two, um, I go to a place called the well of mercy and it's a place I go to for solitude every few months. And one of the staff people called me like the first week or so and asked me how I was doing. And I was like, oh, how am I doing? Um, mm-hmm. But I felt so loved and cared for that somebody would think of me mm-hmm. and reach out and ask those questions. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, um, you know, through this, I've seen people initiate, initiate, initiate. Where a lot of times we, you know, we might be more prone to just sit back. Um, we might and, think, you know, they, they didn't ask me to ask them how they're doing. And so maybe I'm getting in the, up in their business and in an unwelcome way. And, and that's not the case at this moment. No, it's not. Um, and in I fact, someone... when, when you do so, you know, Cammie, if I could, when you were talking with that woman on our front porch, because you're a follower of Christ and your relationship with her is as sisters in Christ— no matter how well you know her or not, you you represented Christ bearing witness to her suffering and to her pain. It, it's it's a form almost of prayer. Prayer is the the Psalms of lament are a uh, when we pray our blues to God. It, it's a form of God bearing witness to our suffering, which is a form right. of entering in. And when we do that as fellow believers, we're we are representing Christ bearing witness to one another. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, as we think about initiating, one of the verses um, that has come to mind during this time in Hebrews, um, where it says, it's Hebrews 10, um, 24 and 25, where it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, hmm. not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, hmm. but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So meeting together is looking different. Meeting together for my husband last night was on a Zoom call with other men from Lake Forest. Hmm. And he was on that call for almost two hours and just hearing, you know, how these other men are doing, praying for one another. Um, you know, I, I focused on the word, the first part of that verse where it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And consider means, you know, for us to think about to think about how we can encourage one another. And that's really been, I mean, that's been something that has, um, I guess, spurred me on to say, you know, what are some ways that I could consider loving one another that maybe I have not done before? That's outstanding. Yeah, go ahead. Cammy. that is outstanding. And that's really helpful for me to hear you break down that verse at this time. Um, that's really, and that's exactly what I did last night with the 20-something community group. Um, I taught, and we inter- we had great interaction online. It was yeah, it was fantastic, yep. <laughs> and we made plenty of time for everybody to say a prayer request. Uh, 
if, if we could finish, we could give a lot more examples of ways that you and others are creating places of connection. Um, so I think my encouragement would be anyone listening and, and who's in the tribe of Lake Forest, like what Cammie just said is so actionable. Take initiative with anyone with whom God's already put you in relationship or a peer discipling group, a men's or women's group, a community group. I'm encouraging every one of our groups to do that verse, Cammie, not give up meaning together. Yep. And then, but then there are a lot of people at Lake Forest who, for various reasons, have not, are not connected into a group. And so would you – I'm going to – we have examples of ways that, that we have opportunities for that to happen right now. Cammie, would you give that example of the how you, you guys real quickly decided to restart Oasis even though we never have it after Easter and what the response was, and we'll end with that. Yeah, we um, – so it really was one of those things that were like, huh, okay, like women are home. Um, they need a break. So, you know, how can we study God's word together? And an amazing story is Amanda Sellers um, and Jen Fletcher, both ministry partners, had written a Bible study together um, about the storms that we experienced. They oh had written goodness. this what? over a year ago. What? Over a year wow. ago. And it was, well, for such a time as this for us to use that study. And so we, honestly, we've spent hours and hours and hours on Zoom calls to figure out how do we do this on uh-huh. Zoom? And, you know, how do we break up into small groups? I mean, goodness gracious, the fact that I'm leading any technology charge, I mean, come on. Cammie, I've heard, I've heard that and this is a testimony to the Holy Spirit is alive and well today, that you are now these the expert on our staff of setting up chat rooms within Zoom meetings. I mean, breakouts. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, God, you know, he's showing up in <laughs> major amazing. ways. Um, but we just put on Facebook, you know. I mean, we were just kind of figuring this out. Put it on the Women's Ministry Facebook. Who would be, who would be interested in this? And, I mean, the response is just poured in. And so we're doing a 930 study. People can still um, – still, jump into that tonight. We had more of an overview last week and Thursday, this Thursday will really kick it off for the next five weeks. But we did Thursday morning at 930, Thursday evening at 730. We had 72 women on those calls. And so it is just, you know, with that and with men's ministry and small groups, Kitropolis is knocking it out of the park in terms yeah. of opportunities to connect. Remix and I think groups, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just need to continue and continue um, to find those areas that we can connect because they're there. They are there for sure. Awesome. Cammie, thank you for the ways that you're diligently helping people connect. For discipleship purposes and encouragement at Lake Forest, we're grateful for the minister you are to our flock and uh, – I'm looking forward to Cammie preaching one of the sermons in this series. Yeah, and uh, we we will uh, we will sign off with this. Uh, if you haven't caught it over the past twenty something minutes, if you are a part of our Lake Forest family and uh, you need someone to connect with, please, 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 literally any one of our staff or ministry leaders, yeah. send them an email, send them a text, and just say, hey. I need to connect with somebody. Help, help me figure out a way to do that. Literally anyone on our team, we are all thinking about it, and we would love to help find a place for you to, to find someone to hang with. And if, if you are a woman, particularly just 
Email Cami off our website if you are a man. In particular, email Jeff Cook off our website. It's that simple. Cami, thank yeah. you for joining us. You're welcome. I love the opportunity. I appreciate it. All right. Awesome. And everybody, uh, thank you all for joining us for uh, this episode of Ask LFC Podcast. We will be back uh, up and running next week. We appreciate you guys. Catch you soon. <laughs>